0: Well, um, how many of you have been enjoying this series on the Holy Spirit? We're, Amen. Give the Lord praise. It's it's good. And you know, uh, I've been sharing with you that um, I have never taught this series. I've never really dug into it like I have on this level. I've usually approached the uh, the Holy Spirit topic uh, as it re- related to the gifts of the Spirit and the, the charismatic issues. But we're digging a little deeper than that in this series and we're looking at the person of the Holy Spirit and I want you to understand tonight church that a person lives in you the Holy Spirit lives in you and it's not uh, the Holy Spirit is not a, an it or a thing or some impersonal force it's not like the force be with you that's a Star Wars the, the Holy Spirit is a person a he According to the Word of God, and He is here right now. Uh, It it is amazing to me. The more I study this, and you know, I don't know what this is doing for you, but my mind is being expanded when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Just today, I was reading the Word, and every time I saw "Spirit" capitalized, I stopped and thought about what I was reading. It is amazing how the ministry of the Holy Spirit fully, so totally, permeates the church and how many things he does for you and me and who he is who he is and so thank god for the incredible gift of the holy spirit i guarantee you the greatest gift god gave us because of christ next to our salvation is the holy spirit holy spirit he's with us and i want to just ask him to bless tonight father i'm asking you in jesus name to open our understanding to give us eyes to see and ears to hear that we may learn about the powerful ministry of the holy spirit who he is so that our understanding of him can be greatly expanded so that we can know who it is who moves among us strengthens us illuminates us teaches us the word of god sanctifies us gives us peace in jesus name amen all right Let's read this one verse. I mean, it's short, but I want you to read it out loud with me. 2 Corinthians 3.17. It's profound. Can you read it now? Now, well, you can go ahead and stand up. Boy, haven't I got them trained? The visitors are going. They stand up a lot here. We keep you in shape. We keep you in shape. But now, 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is that spirit. Amen. Well, you can be seated. I already prayed. (laughs) Usually we have a longer reading than that. We don't tonight. But just think about that one verse, and I'm going to come back to it a little bit later. But we saw last time that the Spirit of God is beyond dispute a person. He is a person. That being the case, what rank then does He occupy in the heavenlies? What is His rank? He is either God possessing total unity with the Father and the Son or he is a created being like the angels. He is one or the other, either in unity with God the Father and God the Son, or was created after the order of the rest of creation. Have you ever thought about that? If he's created, then even if he's placed at the top of all creation, greatest among the angels, the gap between he and God would still be infinite. There is a huge difference between created and creator. And the Holy Spirit, we need to understand tonight, is not like the angels. The angels were created. The devil, though he is the devil now, was once an archangel created. All of the demon spirits were once angels and were created. Everything we see, hear, taste, touch, and smell was created. Very little was not created. As a matter of fact, there's three things that were not created god the father god the son and god the holy spirit they were not created everything else was and so where is the holy spirit in all of this what we're going to see tonight is that there are three divine persons who are coessential, essential co-eternal and co-equal three of them and they're the only beings in all of anything infinity or created things that are not created. It's difficult for many people to understand how God can be manifested in three different, different personalities. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to help you with this a little bit. Because a lot of people, and you know I've never understood this. I don't want you looking up there just for a second. There is this huge controversy about the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. How can there be three different personalities, three different beings yet they're all one god i don't know maybe i'm just too slow it just doesn't confuse me and i'm going to give you a simple illustration out of nature that i think will help us all right let's just take water for a minute h2o water can be found as ice steam or drinking water an iceberg is h2o A cloud is H2O, and a river is H2O, but they're all water. How many of you like ice? I've told Kathy, if there's ever a persecution, she can't get ice, they've got her. (laughs) Where'd she go? Oh, there you are. (laughs) Because she loves ice. But you know, here's water, and and, uh, water can manifest in, in three different forms, but it still is made up of the essence of h2o it's just three different manifestations of the same thing so think about the godhead this way there's god the father and god the father is really found to be manifested mostly in the old testament when you read the old testament we meet god the father and he's a little bit scary in the Old Testament manifestation of him under the Old Covenant. He's a little bit scary. Uh, He's not somebody you you think of waking up and and saying, good morning, friend, to. Uh, The children of Israel were afraid of him. He manifested in lightnings and thunderings. His voice brought fear to the people who were crossing the wilderness. They were glad that it was Moses who went and met with God on their behalf instead of them having to do it. So, so God the Father is really manifested in the Old Covenant. We find Him in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. But then you come to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we find God the Son. And God the Son comes along and says, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I came to put a face on God. You were afraid of God before, but now I want to show you God. One time, one of the disciples said to him, Show us the Father. And he said, Philip, have you been with me so long and you don't realize that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? Watch me and you see the Father. So Jesus put a face to God. Jesus put a smile on God's face. He gave God soft, loving eyes. He helped us to understand God. He gave us a picture of what God is really like. If you ever wonder, what is God like? The one who flung the stars into space, made such an incredible creation, the glories of which we have not plumbed to this day. Show us, God, what are you like? And then we find Jesus saying, if you want to know what he's like, look at me. Look at me. Look at my compassion when I reach out and I heal the sick. That's God. Look at me when I have enough compassion on a widow who has just lost her only son that I raise him from the dead without her asking me to. Look at me, study me, watch the way I walk, watch the way I talk, watch the way I handle people. Get a read on my attitude and the way I think because this is God. It's like taking Egyptian hieroglyphics, the God of the Old Covenant. And turning it into English as simple as the morning paper, Jesus took a difficult, distant God and helped him make sense to us. That's what he did. Just look at Jesus God the Father, God the Son, and then you move past the Gospels into the letters, Book of Acts and the letters, and you find the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit falls. And now we're introduced to God the Spirit. And what we are wanting to show in this series, I want you to really get this out of the Word of God. We're going to look at a lot of Scriptures tonight. That the Holy Ghost is a person. And just like that water is either steam or ice or a river, God is either manifested as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. But they're all the same essence. amen now they are three different manifestations of the same essence this is how God is three manifestations of the same God now I found an interesting verse in Romans 120 look what it says here for ever since the creation of the world his invisible nature and attributes that is his eternal power and divinity have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made notice he says You can look at God's creation, and you can even learn some things about the Godhead, God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, by what He has created. And that's what we just did, just taking water, H2O. You can get a little bit of an understanding of how one essence can have three manifestations. Now, let's look at some facts about tonight about the deity of the Holy Spirit the deity of the Holy Spirit. Last week, we looked at the personality of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the deity of the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit literally God, never created, but God? Well, the Holy Spirit is plainly called God in the Bible. To Ananias, Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then in the very next verse, Peter said, You have not lied to men, but to who, everybody? To God. So to Peter, to lie to the Holy Spirit was to lie to very God. If lying to the Holy Spirit is the same as lying to God, the Spirit must be God. As believers in Christ, we're called the temple of God. And the reason we are called the temple of God is the Spirit of God dwells in you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you are God's house. See, it's not just like some spiritual puff of smoke lives inside of you. Some ethereal fog lives inside of you. But God, the Spirit, the person, lives inside of you. So you're God's house. You're God's house by his Spirit. In another place, the body of the Christian, the body of the Christian, is called the temple Of the Holy Spirit and then the exhortation is given therefore glorify who in your body God and you are bought with a price you're bought with a price and this is something that I think is lost on the western Christian mind I don't think we ever stop and think you know what I'm not my own anymore because we are we are birthed in and raised in a hugely independent mindset I'm gonna do my thing baby I'm my own person I'm going to do it my way I'm going to go where I want think what I want say what I want live the way I want but God comes along and he says no you're bought with a price you mine you're mine and so you can't go where you want and do what you want and say what you want we're all in a yoke y-o-k-e we have yoked ourselves with christ so where he goes we go when he stops we stop when he moves we move we're yoked take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart you'll find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light but how are we yoked to him through the holy spirit through the holy spirit Now, another thing about the deity of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is called Jehovah, a name that can only be applied to Almighty God. It was Jehovah who spoke through all of the mighty prophets, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. Yet in 2 Peter 1, verse 20, we are told that all these prophets spoke by who? By the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just show you some examples. It was Jehovah whom Israel tempted in the wilderness quote sinning against God and provoking the most high Psalm 78 tells us and you ought to read Psalm 78 sometime boy I'll tell you it's a powerful psalm yet in Isaiah 63 verse 10 Isaiah speaking about the same event in the wilderness says that they were rebelling against and vexing the Holy Spirit In the Psalms It says they vexed and and angered God. But Isaiah, speaking of the same event, says they vexed and angered the Holy Spirit. Man, I'll tell you, there is a mighty one dwelling among us. There is a mighty one. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 12, we are told the Lord alone did lead them, talking about the children of Israel again, Yet speaking of the same people, at the same time, Isaiah comes along again and says, the Spirit of the Lord did lead them. Well, which was it? The ice, or the steam, or the water? Well, it's interchangeable because they're all God. Amen. i tell you folks, this, this stuff is affecting me. The more I dig into this, We have a mighty God dwelling among us and dwelling in us. It was Jehovah who bade Isaiah go and tell this people hear indeed. While the apostle declared well spoke the Holy Spirit by Isaiah the prophet saying go to the people and say hear ye indeed. In 2 Corinthians 3.17 the Holy Spirit is called the Lord it says now the Lord is the spirit the steam is the ice the ice is the water and where the spirit of the Lord is there is what everyone liberty emancipation from bondage freedom now, a direct translation from the Greek language, talking about the Lord is the Spirit. I went straight to the original Greek language that it was written in. Here's what it says directly. Now, the Lord, the Spirit is. The Lord, the Spirit is. You know, it's something, when we get in here and we worship God like we did a little while ago, or on a Sunday morning, and, and you just, sit, you walk in, I can't tell you how many people have said, I walk in. And I feel something. Absolutely. Now, I don't they don't feel me and Kathy or the name on a sign or a building. Here's what they feel: God's people are here, and God is in his people. Amen. God is among his people. And it says, I inhabit the praises of my people. Yes. So people walk in and they feel something other than something beyond human beings. What is it? It's him. And if you'll just let him move, people get saved, people get healed, people have joy. People come in feeling kind of down, they leave with a skip in their step and a gleam in their eye. Well, what did that? The spirit of resurrection, who is the Holy Ghost, and he is a person, and he comes in here, and we've got to catch this, y'all. He comes in here with a plan for every service. Oh, turning points meeting this week. And he's not just kind of, you know, like a fog would blow in, a fog would blow out, sort of impersonal with no thoughts of his own. We saw this last week. He shows up and he has a plan. And there are things that he wants to do, people he wants to touch. I can't tell you how many times people have said, Pastor Jeff, somebody call you about me this week and tell you what I was going through. I said, yeah. (laughs) and they'll say i thought he did no you're not understanding me the holy ghost all i do is i just i'm just i just say god what are you saying and he'll tell me now here's what i want you to say i mean it's not like i don't have my own thoughts but he puts things on my heart i don't preach anything that he doesn't put on my heart if he puts it on my heart i preach it well why does he put it on my heart he knows what you're going through and so he'll speak to you and he's going to ministry that's the ministry of the body that's the ministry of the church so yeah yeah i, I do get a call about some of you <laughs> we were having a lunch this week we a dear friend of ours was introducing us to her fiance and there was several of us at the uh at, at uh, lunch at red lobster where god can speak real clearly <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and uh so you know, I was just kind of playing a little joke, and you know, I've known this girl a long, long time. Me and Kathy, she's a family friend, and her and this individual met, um what was the name of it? e EHarmony. They met on e Harmony, and so they wanted me to she wanted me to see what I thought of him. So I waited until the end of the lunch and he got up for a little bit, and so when he was gone, I leaned over and there were several of us and I said, Hey, I had a vision. And she goes, she goes, and I mean, her eyes got as big as the plates. And she leaned in and she said, really? And I said, he won't let me tell you (laughs) yet. And I couldn't contain myself. The look was such, because she thought that I had some inside track about that. I said, I'm just kidding. Well, everybody had this big guffaw. But no, I I, I think that it's the will of God. See, we got to understand that the head of the church is Jesus. And he moves by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is a personality it's a person he 's a person, and he, he has a plan, and he knows what the body any body of believers in any given church are going through because he 's inside of all of you isn't that powerful we got to understand this is this is powerful stuff now look at this. the third characteristic of the Holy Spirit that is deity like is the characteristics of god are all found in the holy spirit and if he bears the characteristics of god he's got to be god if the spirit possesses the properties or attributes belonging only to god he must be considered and worshipped as god the word of god clearly reveals that the holy spirit possesses the attributes of god himself he does let me give you an example the Spirit is called holy, holy, holy. Now, as God is also called holy in the Bible, the Holy One, being the name ascribed to God in verses like Exodus 15, 11, which tells us that God is glorious in what, everyone? Holiness. He's glorious in holiness. And the Spirit that came to live inside of you and me is not just a Spirit or any Spirit, but is uniquely called the Holy Spirit because he's God in Romans 1 4 Paul refers to the third person of the Trinity as what read it with me the spirit of holiness to denote the holiness of his nature and the deity of his person that's why that spirit that now lives in you will check you about some things that somebody lost won't feel any check at all about that's why several times this week already the Holy Spirit has said to you get away or don't turn away leave that alone don't go near there while somebody lost (laughs) because at very best the very best person out there who's lost never gets a traffic ticket a good all-around American citizen at the very best their conscience is fogged over by sin but you have a Holy Spirit in you. And so he's always separating you from what is not holy. That's why. Now, the second thing the Spirit is eternal, declares the writer of Hebrews. How much more then, he says, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? So the Holy Spirit living inside of you is an eternal spirit. He dwells in eternity. He's not subject to time. He doesn't care about watches and calendars and clocks. He's eternal. Now guess what? He's omnipresent everywhere at once. David cried where shall I flee from your spirit? He said if I go into hell, he's there. If I go off to the far reaches of the world and try to hide in some mountain, he's there. If I literally make my bed in hell, he's there. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere because he's God. Now He's everywhere, but his his manifest presence is not everywhere. His manifest presence is in the worship and praise of his people. The peace, the joy, the glory. His His omnipresence is everywhere. It says, The eyes of the Lord behold the evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord see everything because he is everywhere. Satan, a created creature, is not everywhere, he is not omnipresent. But God's everywhere. Try to run from Him tonight. Catch a plane. Fly to Africa. When you land, hey! (laughs) Fancy meeting you here. Go ahead, try to run from God. You can't. He's everywhere. He doesn't find you. You never get out of His presence. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. The Holy Spirit is called all-knowing, the Spirit of God. Look what it says about the Spirit of God. Yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed them by and through His Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining, what everyone? Everything. Even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. Anything we discover through science, do you think God ever says, well, I'll be? (laughs) Anything we discover, God already knew it. He already knew it. And see, the spirit that lives inside of you, and this is the neat thing, the spirit that lives inside of you will open up this book to you you have no need that any man would teach you john said but the same spirit spirit that abides in you teaches you all things well that sounds like jesus sitting inside of me well that's exactly what it is it's jesus inside of you and what was jesus known for doing teaching so you open up this word did you you notice how this word came alive after you were saved like whoa i'm still going to get that bible Somebody's going to make me one that when I open it, a light's going to come on. Because that's the way I feel when I open it. You know, like today in my devotional, this hit me and it just blew my mind. I'm going to teach on it sometime. 2 Timothy 1.9. 2 Timothy 1.9, and I'm, di- I'm digressing a little bit here. Forgive me. I'm not chasing a rabbit. This is really something. It says, 2 Timothy 1.9 says that God's purpose and grace for us existed before time began. Well, you know, when you're reading your Bible you just kind of scoot past that like oh yeah yeah you know John 3:16 and his purpose for me was there before time even began. But then it hit me. And you know how come it hit me? Cuz the spirit in me, the teacher made it hit me. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So I went and grabbed all my Bible helps, my concordances and everything, and I chased that sucker down. I want to know what that was saying. And it's just so powerful. It's literally telling us that God saw you tonight in Christ and had his purpose for you all decided before he said, let there be light. Turn your neighbor and say, Freaky. Or as we would have said in in the 70s before I knew Jesus, heavy, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's heavy. (laughs) Heavy, man. Like, wow, like far out. (laughs) I mean, go ahead and meditate on that one on your way home. All right. Uh, He's omnipotent, all-powerful. Look at this. Then the angel said to her, talking to Mary, she said, how how am I going to have a child not knowing a man? And here he says, who will come upon you? Who? The Holy Spirit. And the power, notice, the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And so the holy, pure, sinless thing or offspring which shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. So how did, how did God wrap himself in skin? How did God step into a human body? How do he do it? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. wow and that same spirit lives in you now here's another aspect of the deity of the holy spirit the absolute sovereignty and supremacy of the spirit manifests the godhead his sovereignty he's sovereign he does what he chooses And only God can do that. It says in Matthew 4.1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Would Jesus have submitted to any other but a divine person to lead him up into the wilderness, to be tempted by the devil? No. What had just come upon him when he was water baptized? We've been preaching on, on, on Sundays. The Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. And that same Spirit... Notice that same Spirit led him into the wilderness. It doesn't say God led him. It says the Spirit led him. So we could say the steam led him or the water led him or the ice. Just the manifestation of God through the Spirit led him. In John 3, verse 8, Jesus compares the Spirit to the wind which blows where it desires, not being at the disposal or direction of any earthly creature he does what he wants because he's God God's the only one who doesn't answer to anyone everybody else answers to someone not God not God in 1 Corinthians 12 we're told that the Holy Spirit is behind the distribution of all spiritual gifts having nothing but his own pleasure for his guide He must then be God over all, blessed forever. Whatever your spiritual gift is, when you got saved and the Holy Spirit came into your heart, he decided, he decided what gift you were going to have. He decided. And he decides a lot of things about you and me all the time. Isn't that powerful? In Acts 13, 2 through 4, we find the Holy Spirit calling men out to the work of the ministry which is solely a divine prerogative in this case the holy spirit called them by name separate me saul and i want barnabas that means the holy spirit knows the names of the people in church he knows your name separate from me ron separate from me mark separate from me patty want them down with the singles they're going down with the singles gonna be ministering to the singles some so they walk into this church are they is it up to me no holy spirit said separate mark and patty down there with the singles well they better be down there with the singles if they're up here trying to be something else then they're disobeying the holy ghost who is a person who gifts people amen this is powerful y'all So you better not go into the ministry without the Holy Spirit saying, I'm separating you. In Acts 20, 28, we are told the Holy Spirit set officers over the church. Take care and be on guard for yourselves, the Word says. And the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has done what, everyone? Appointed you bishops and guardians. To shepherd, tend, feed, and guide the church of the Lord or of God, which he obtained for himself, buying it and saving it for himself with his own blood. So notice, the way it ought to really work is not church politics, not, not money people who, give, who buy their way into an office. I might be going where angels fear to tread here, but I know this happens a lot. You have just somebody with a lot of money who just buys his way or her way into a church office because they want to teach or rule or whatever. But no, no, that's not the way. The Holy Spirit says, separate from me. Dun, 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 dun. Is, is this not what it says? This is what it says. Anyone else is a hireling. Now, the works ascribed to the Holy Spirit. The works ascribed to the Holy Spirit clearly demonstrate his place in the Godhead. Creation itself is attributed to him. Job said, by the Spirit, he has garnished the heavens. And again, Job declared, read this with me, everyone, the Spirit of God has made me. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Spirit of God made you. Now, preach to him and say, he don't make no mistakes, and he doesn't make junk. We are told that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God in 2 Timothy 3.16, and then the source of which is the Spirit himself. Scripture was inspired by the Spirit, according to Peter. Peter said, for no prophecy ever originated because some man willed it to do so. It never came by human impulse, but men spoke from God who were born along, moved, and impelled by the Holy Spirit. Holy men of old were doing whatever they were doing, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, moved on them, and they were born along like a a boat in a lake with a sail is pushed along by the wind. They were borne along by the Spirit and wrote down the scriptures. So that's why it's a beautiful, it's a holy book. Uh, Jesus was conceived by the Spirit, as we already saw. We're told that the very humanity of Christ was miraculously formed by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, is talking about Joseph here, but as he was thinking this over, that is Mary being pregnant, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, from, out of the Holy Spirit. Golly. Mm. I think that's why it bugs me when these people come along and say don't say merry christmas in our store you know kathy was told you can say happy holidays where she works but don't say merry christmas and that just you know why does that bother me like it does i'll tell you why because it's taking the guts out of christmas because this is a holy a holy sacred Invasion of earth that we celebrate. The Holy Ghost moved across a little virgin Jewish girl, and what was conceived in her, the child, was of the Holy Spirit. And, and God stepped into skin so that he could feel our pain and die for our sins. And it's a great mystery, but this is what happened Jesus was anointed for his work by the Spirit. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he, the Spirit, has anointed me. His miracles were performed by the Spirit's power, and the power of the Lord, I love this verse in Luke 5, the power of the Lord was present with Jesus to heal the sick. The power of the Lord was with him. All right, we're going to close now. Everybody being blessed tonight? Say, he's not just a person, but he's God, and we got to get this down in seminary we would call this our pneumatology we're getting our pneumatology down our doctrine of the spirit down i want you to understand the holy spirit now he was raised from the dead by the spirit that's the best of all and if the spirit of him who raised up jesus from the dead dwells in you then he who raised up christ jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short lived, perishable, out of shape. I just threw that in. <laughs> out of shape bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Who but God could have performed such works as these? Who but God? Clearly, the Holy Spirit graciously granted us by God to live in our hearts is very God Himself. Praise His name. Amen? Can we stand together? Amen. (laughs) You know, thank God the day will come. We don't have to work out or even think about working out. How many of you are like this way? You think about it and it goes away pretty quick. (laughs) All right. Well, all right. There is a mighty one among us, you know i was talking to kenny just recently and kenny goes down a juvenile home come here, come here kenny real quick kenny's a dear brother in the lord and he goes down a juvenile home and and uh, he just sits and talks to these kids about the gospel and he doesn't know what it's doing but he was told recently that they've just fallen in love with him and that they can't wait for him to come and that their lives have been getting touched now you know now let me tell you what that is you, you you realize when you go to minister the things of god that you're not doing it alone that, that somebody's there with you and you start seeing results that you know you could not have pulled off yourself because we've got another person with us don't we kenny amen, we do. amen. who loves those kids in juvenile home i used to be one of them many many moons ago and you can see him work, too. And you can see him work. that's right amen let's pray father we just thank you that the spirit is a person and the holy spirit who lives in us is very god uncreated the eternal spirit we thank you that he lives with us in us and when we worship you in our services he inhabits those praises we thank you lord that he has a plan when he comes and he knows the purposes of god for us individually He's anointed us according to his will, his own choice. And Lord, we pray right now that that spirit will be welcome in this place and welcome in us. Help us not to grieve him, but help us, Lord, to walk in him, crucifying our sinful flesh through his power and to honor him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is good, and I want to invite all of you to be here Sunday.